0: Welcome back to another bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy 12 Kyle. Check this out <laughs> on this episode. I want to talk about um, Wardell Stephen Curry. Um, here's the thing that I want to talk about. Steph Curry is widely known uh, and widely regarded as one of the greatest basketball players to ever play basketball where you rank him i don't care but i think it goes without saying to say that he is a game changer and one of the greatest basketball players that we've ever seen multiple championship mvps everything the all-time three-point shooting shoot three-point shooter in nba history he has all of these accolades uh but When Steph Curry came out of college and entered the 2009 NBA draft, he wasn't someone who was picked first. He wasn't someone who was picked second. In fact, Steph Curry wasn't picked until a little further down the line, if you will. (laughs) Um, There were some basketball players that were picked ahead of Steph Curry. And what I want to talk about on this episode is who got picked before curry. And I know you can look it up, but I want to kind of give you a, you know, synopsis of the guys that were picked before Steph Curry because here's the thing. If we're being honest, myself included, nobody saw this coming. And when I mean nobody, there's nobody who saw Steph Curry play at Davidson College or Davidson University. I don't, because I don't know if it's college or university. Anyway, There's no one that saw Steph Curry play at Davidson when he was in college in any of the years that he played that thought or knew or could even predict that he would be the player that he's become today. Nobody, myself included. I mean, could you see some potential? Maybe, but eh, nobody saw this coming. Not only was he relatively small, but he was kind of injury prone, particularly in the earlier stages of his career. But even before he got to that point, there had to be some players who were deemed better than Steph Curry. And that's what we're going to talk about. Um, so I will tell you who got drafted before Steph Curry with the first pick in the 2009 NBA draft, the LA Clippers chose Blake Griffin from the university of Oklahoma. Um, understood, understood. Blake Griffin was a, um, power forward he was he could jump out the gym he had athleticism out your ass and he was just he was that guy like he was the player of the year in college basketball if I'm not mistaken um you know and rightfully so you can understand why Blake Griffin was taken ahead of Steph Curry at the time <laughs> I think that's this that's that's, that's what we need to recognize at the time, you can understand why Blake Griffin was chosen ahead of Steph Curry with the second pick. The Memphis Grizzlies drafted center out of the University of Connecticut, Hashim Thabit. Um, Hashim Thabit at the time was a dominating center in college. Um, I remember Hashim to I remember him very well. He, he was a pretty good player. It's kind of hard when you think about Hashim to because now, because it's, it's like, I guess the best way that I can describe it, like it's hard to separate who he is, who he was at the time that he was drafted, as opposed to what his career became. Hashim Thabeet did not last in the NBA that long, relatively speaking. And when you see that he went number two and Steph Curry wasn't drafted number two, you're like, man, that that guy who didn't even really last in the NBA. I mean, if you'd have thought that it would be somebody that didn't last in the NBA, you probably would have thought it would have been Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry, as many of you know, or maybe you don't know, Steph Curry's dad, Del Curry, played in the NBA for a long time as well. Great. I can't call him a great player. He's a really good player. Great shooter. Um, I remember when he played with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, but, you know, it was just. You 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 thought it could happen, but nobody saw coming what happened. Um, Hashim to beat hitting his NBA career. Like I said, I, I, you, I hate meshing the two, but you almost have to talk about his NBA career. He played for four teams in five seasons. So he kind of bounced around and he was in the D league, the developmental league, and he's a seven foot three center that just didn't pan out in the NBA. It happens with the number three pick. The Oklahoma City Thunder drafted a shooting guard out of Arizona State by the name of James Harden. Now I know what you're thinking. How does James Harden get drafted over Steph Curry? Again, James Harden was pretty good at Arizona State. Now granted, he didn't he had a beard, but it wasn't like the beard that he has now. Um but he was he, he was a baller. He was a baller. He was one of the best players in the country. And so if you needed a shooting guard, and at the time Oklahoma City did need a shooting guard, you can understand why they drafted James Harden with the third pick. With the fourth pick, the Sacramento Kings selected shooting guard from the University of Memphis, Tyreek Evans. Yeah. Now, I will say this much. Tyreek Evans was an extremely talented shooting guard. If I'm not mistaken, he was one of the highest scoring guards in the country that year. But so was Steph Curry. The difference is, is that, you know, in some people's opinion, um, Tyreek Evans played against better competition because he played at the University of Michigan, where Steph Curry played at Davidson. Um, you can do with that whatever you want. But Tyreek Evans was a really good player, um, coming out of college. So kind of understandable, I guess. With the fifth pick, the Minnesota Timberwolves selected point guard, Ricky Rubio. Now, Ricky Rubio didn't play college basketball. He was a guy who I want to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not looking it up, um, He's from Spain. So he played professional ball in Spain. And all we saw was these highlights of this kid that was a wizard with the basketball, Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. Um, I remember the first time I heard the name, I was like, what is he? A porn star or something? (laughs) Who is this dude, man? Um, But yeah, Ricky Rubio was supposed to be the the next guy. So, you know, he was drafted ahead of Steph Curry. He's drafted number five by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. Back then in 2009, if you had, you know, the international hype, which Ricky Rubio had. There's a possibility that you could get drafted ahead of a guy like Steph Curry. So. Do I understand? I guess. Yeah, I guess, you know. Um, But here's the kicker. I told you at five. The Minnesota Timberwolves drafted Ricky Rubio. At number six, the Minnesota Timberwolves had another draft pick. So they drafted five and at six, they drafted a point guard at number five. At number six, they draft from Syracuse University point guard, Johnny Flint. Now, let's back up a second. You heard what I just said. They drafted a point guard, Ricky Rubio, at five. Then at pick six, they drafted another point guard, Johnny Flynn. Now, I don't know. I don't know what the premise is for drafting two rookie point guards, but that makes no sense whatsoever. You don't draft two guys at the same position. You know, if you McDonald, if you if you're working for McDonald's, they don't draft. I mean, they don't hire two people to work fries. It's usually one person. They got one person on fries, one person person doing the burgers. They're not gonna bring two people in just to work fries. They might already have somebody working on fries, but they're not hiring two people to work on fries. At least that's what I've been told. I've never worked at McDonald's. So, this was the ultimate head scratcher. While Johnny Flynn. Wasn't one of the best players in the country that particular season. Johnny Flynn had a great career at Syracuse and he had a great tournament run uh, in the big East tournament, as well as the NCAA tournament. So his stock went up and the Minnesota Timberwolves convinced themselves that, Hey, we just drafted one point guard. So let's get us another one, which made absolutely no sense whatsoever. And I think, the general manager who drafted Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio was subsequently fired a couple of years later. Johnny Flynn, again, I kind of got to, you know, I don't want to necessarily talk about his pro career because I didn't talk about some of these other guys' pro careers, but Johnny Flynn didn't really play much in the NBA. Uh, he got sent through, he was sent to the D-League in the middle part of his second year. And he played a couple more games after that, and he was done. He was out of the NBA um, and playing overseas. Um, So it just didn't work out. So if you're scoring at home, two point guards, to this point, two point guards, um, two shooting guards, a center, and a power forward are all taken before Steph Curry. And so with the number seven pick, the Golden State Warriors draft, Stephen Curry from Davidson. It is amazing that there were six people. I could make a case for Blake Griffin. I At the time, I guess you could probably make a case for Hashim be. I guess maybe but i mean now. if i'll put it like this if we're redrafting now in 2023 at the time of this recording <laughs> steph curry's clearly going at one in this draft because i'm taking you you're taking steph curry over james harden you're definitely taking him over blake griffin you're definitely taking him over Hasheen the tyreek evans ricky rubio and johnny Flynn's is probably not Let me stop I don't want to shade Johnny Flank because I'm I'm a Syracuse fan. Um, But yeah, Steph, these are the people that were drafted before Steph Curry. And I know what you're probably thinking. How is it that a guy this great gets drafted at number seven when he should have been the first pick? Well, again, going back to what I said a little earlier, nobody knew. Nobody knew that Steph Curry was going to be. Who he was, or who he who he would become. And a lot of who Steph Curry became is because he put in the work and he busted his ass to get better and be the best that he could be. And he changed the game and he revolutionized the three-point shot. And he will go down as arguably the greatest shooter that we've that definitely the greatest three-point shooter we've ever seen. But Steph Curry wasn't that fly coming out of college. In fact, here's what. The scouts had to say about Steph Curry. As far as his weaknesses, one, he's not a true point guard. Two, he's out of control at times. Three, poor shot selection. Four, stuck between a point guard and a shooting guard. Five, doesn't have the ability to defend his position at the next level. Six, no lateral quickness. Seven, versatility, unable to defend multiple positions. Eight, limited upside. Nine, promoted, maybe he's a backup slash fringe starter. Ten, college system makes him look difficult to evaluate. Eleven, average athleticism. Twelve, average size 13 average wingspan 14 fair excuse me frail frame and 15 relies too heavily on outside shot (laughs) that's what they said about Steph. that's what they said about him i mean like that's was those were the knocks And it wasn't somebody that just made this up. A lot of people thought these things about Steph Curry when he came out of college. They didn't think he was a true point guard. They didn't think he played under control. They said his shot selection was crazy. They didn't think he could play shooting guard or point guard in the NBA. They projected that he might be a backup. Maybe a starter depending on who he played for. And they said that he had a limited upside. When scouts say this about you, you normally don't get drafted in the top 10. But he went at seven. But the fact that there were six players drafted ahead of him, and when you look at who he became and the six that were drafted ahead of him, what they became, it's a no-brainer. Steph Curry might be the ultimate i fooled all of y'all story because he fooled everybody again myself included i remember distinctly watching that draft and i saw him i saw Steph play a couple of times in college and i told one of my best friends i said man i don't know if he's gonna make it in the nba yeah his dad was nice but his dad no i mean he we knew he could shoot yeah he could shoot but i told one of my boys that i was like i don't know if he's gonna make it in the nba And (laughs) Steph Curry made me eat those words. And he's made everybody eat those words, especially those that doubted him. And Steph is a very proud person. um, Very, very fun, fun, loving, energetic guy. But Steph Curry's also petty. (laughs) And people that know him well, they'll tell you that he's petty. Like he doesn't forget anything. If if you shade him and it's not malice, it's just, he hears stuff. And so when people doubt him, he hears about it. And he uses that as his fuel and his motivation to be the best that he can be. And again, I mean, you know, they said he was frail. And I mean, Steph's not a relatively speaking, Steph Curry's not a big guy. I mean, he's what, 6'2"? I mean, so most, 6'2", 6'3", that's beyond average height for a man. So he's a tall man, relatively speaking. He's taller than me, right? But... From basketball terms, he's a very small guy. And for him to develop and for him to put in the work in his regimen, to be able to shoot three-pointers with ease from 30 feet away, to change the game and revolutionize the game as to how it's being played from going from gaming played inside out to outside in, it's amazing. And nobody saw this coming. Nobody. Maybe Steph did. But that's about it. Nobody else did. I mean, if you see or meet anybody that says they knew that Steph Curry was going to be this good, they're lying to you. Hell, I mean, to be honest, I don't even know if the Warriors thought that Steph Curry was going to be this good because there was rumors that he was going to get traded because he kept hurting his ankle. He had real bad ankles. But look at him now champion olympian did, did he play in the olympics i think he no i can't remember if he played the olympics um i don't think he did uh mvp winner all of the accolades he's got you know trophy he, he's he'll be a hall of famer and nobody saw it coming well maybe steph did and he had us all fooled ladies and gentlemen that's gonna do it for me thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 kyle podcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Remember the podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, from time to time we will drop bonus episodes on Sundays. If you feel compelled, feel free to support the 12 Kyle podcast. Hit us up on cash app. Uh, T W E L V E K Y L E. I almost got tongue out there. T W E L V E K Y L E. Um, Again, that's going to do it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your boy 12Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five Gs.